نبينا ومولانا وعلى أصحابه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى بعض وقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى أعوذ بالله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وضرب لهم مثل الرجلين جعلنا لأحدهما جعنا وحففناهما بنار وجعلنا بينهما زرعا صدق الله ونرب العلماء الكرام Respected elders and brothers in Islam Continuing with our series on Surah Al-Kaf Just to refresh ourselves before we go We may have heard in the previous Jumu'ah's weeks That this Surah, Surah Al-Kaf Has a special correlation and link with fitness Amongst the many virtues of Surah Al-Kaf That a person who recites Surah Al-Kaf on a Friday According to some narrations, even if he does not recite the entire surah, the first 10 verses and the last 10 verses of the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect him from fitnas and especially the fitna of al-Masih al-Dajjal, which is the greatest of all fitnas. Likewise, we would have heard that not only does the surah serve as a protection from fitnas and tests and challenges, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the surah through four very unique special incidents. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has highlighted the four fitnas that most of us would be faced with and challenged with in our lives. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala discussed these four different fitnas by way of mentioning four incidents which we have already heard, alhamdulillah, we have heard one incident last week. That was the fitna of the environment, the fitna of society, the challenge of peer pressure, the way iman on one hand, our beliefs, the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on one hand, and on the other hand is the pressure of society, the pressure of our friends. So the test, the tug of war between iman and environment. So this alhamdulillah we discussed last week. Today inshallah we will discuss the second fitna and in the coming weeks, the next, the other fitnas will come. Today is the fitna of mal, of wealth. The third incident Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala highlights the fitna and the challenge of knowledge of intellect and the font is a fitna of power and rule and all these four fitnas these four different types of fitnas which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has highlighted in the surah can be summed up in one word and that is material so the challenge this in this surah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has highlighted to us the challenge of iman on one hand, Iman versus material. Whether materialism is in the form of society, people, friends, family, whether it is in the form of wealth, whether it is in the form of knowledge, intellect and understanding, whether it is in the form of power and rule. These are all challenges that people will be faced with in their lives when it comes to the Iman. Now respected elders and friends, before discussing the incident of today, I would like to very quickly, very brief, explain this word fitna. We hear this word over and over again. This is a fitna. This is a test. This is a trial. But what does fitna actually mean? What do we mean when we say that this is a test or this is a trial? So the word fatana dhahab is used. Fatana dhahab means when a goldsmith or when a jeweler takes the piece of gold, the jewelry, and he scrapes, he scratches that the surface of the jewel to test and to see whether inside is really gold or is it something else. Is this really gold? I will scratch it and by scratching it, I will be able to see and test this piece of jewelry, is this really gold or is it something else? So this is the meaning of fitna. That just as the jeweler will scratch the surface of the jewelry to check and to test that gold inside, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala scratches on the surface of that iman that we have proclaimed. We have recited la ilaha illallah. We call ourselves believers. We say that we believe in Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through different situations scratches on that surface of that iman to test and to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't need to see Allah knows 
the reality of the iman but to make that iman clear to make it clear that this is a believer that this person on the surface there is iman but when he is scratched when he is tested with environment with friends with community with wealth with temptation with knowledge with understanding with power then we see that there is iman we need that surface as well there is iman deep within that heart Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran Sharif Alif Lam Mim Hasiban Nasu Ayyutraku Ayyakulu Amanna that do people think that they will be left when they say Amanna they say we believed they will be left and they will not be tested they will not be tried they will not be challenged to see whether really amanna whether really there is iman or is it something else Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to me and you that indeed certainly we had tested those who came before them so that that knowledge that Allah has that who is really a true believer that knowledge of Allah becomes clear People People see that this is a true believer. And the knowledge of Allah that who is false, Allah protect us. That who is false in their proclamation of Iman, but inside there is something else that also becomes clear. Do those people who do wrong, who commit all types of wrong, do they think that they will escape us? They are making a mistake in their judgment, it is not so. So this is the meaning of fitna. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from time to time brings about different situations to test the iman of people. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us to make dua of afia. That we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that oh Allah we are weak. Don't put us through those tests of iman. Don't put us through fitna. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will test each and every person to see whether that iman in the heart is true. Whether the person really has iman. And the closer a person is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the stronger the iman of a person. The greater the test Allah subhanahu Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned in one hadith Ashaddu al-nasi bala'an al-anbiya That from all of mankind the anbiya are put through the greatest of tests Thumma al-amthal fal-amthal Then those who are closest to the anbiya they are tested with difficult tests and the person the weaker the person is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts him through a lighter test so some people are tested as we see presently Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for our brothers and sisters in Gaza in Palestine but this is a test of the iman these are people whose the iman is on that high level Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put them through this type of a test that despite the difficulty they are going through do they leave the iman do they forsake the iman and remember for a believer in this world every situation is a test not only for a believer for every individual a mazloom a person who is being oppressed Allah is testing him that does he buckle under the pressure of that oppression and does he begin complaining about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does he begin questioning the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we have seen shockingly that in all this that is happening and the, the reports that we receive from the people that are there that ordinary ordinary people when they have lost members of their family they have lost their homes six weeks of relentless bombing but what is the response? The response is Alhamdulillah This is the command of Allah so We are happy with the decision of Allah Subhanahu. So the oppressed is tested in this way The oppressor is tested That does he abuse that power? Does he begin to feel That by me being able to crush this person Does he begin to lose trace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is deprived of his iman He is deprived of being iman on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Thinking that I am more powerful 
I'm more strong. So every condition in this world is a test. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the surah, surah al-Kahf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is highlighting and explaining to me and you the reciters of the Quran that you are going to be tested no matter what it is. Some will be tested on that level. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for afiyah. But others will also be tested. And generally these are the four tests that every person according to his position, according to his situation, he will be tested with these four things. As I said, either environment, friends, community, society, peer pressure, wealth, knowledge or power. And today by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, very quickly we are going to discuss the second fitna which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking of in the surah and that is the fitna of man, the fitna of wealth. As I said, these four fitnas are summed up as materialism but the most apparent form of materialism is wealth. And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has warned me and you. He said, oh my ummah, inna likulli ummatin fitna. Every nation in the past had a trial. They had a test whereby Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was testing the iman. My ummah wa fitnatu ummati the test of my ummah will be in wealth. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in one hadith, Oh my sahaba, and by way of extension, Oh my ummah, that I am not afraid of poverty for you. That if Allah has to test you with poverty, I am not afraid, I have hope that you will pass the test. But my fear for my ummah is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open the floodgates of the world. Allah will open up wealth for my ummah as Allah had tested the ummahs in the past. Then you will begin competing in this world as they had competed in this world. On one occasion, Sayyidina Abu Ayyub al-Ansari is in battle. They're facing very huge odds. A person from amongst the Muslimin, he rushes, he goes by himself and by himself he throws himself into the thick of the enemy. One man alone, perhaps thousands of them of the enemy in front. And he rushes and he goes and he throws himself into the enemy. People around Abu Ayyub al-Ansari begin to comment. They say, look at this person, he's crazy. He's throwing himself into destruction. He's destroying himself. He's killing himself. Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تُلْقُوا بِأَيْدِيكُمْ إِلَى التَّهْلُكَ They don't destroy yourselves. Abu Ayyub al-Ansari radiallahu anhu says, Oh my companions, oh my friends, let me explain to you what this verse means. This verse, وَلَا تُلْقُوا بِأَيْدِيكُمْ إِلَى التَّهْلُكَ was revealed regarding us, the Ansar. The time came when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened this world for us. In the lifetime of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as we began conquering lands, Allah began giving us, exposing us to more and more and more wealth of this world. As a result, Abu Ayyub al-Ansari radiallahu anhu is saying, as a result, we began taking a backseat. We began focusing more on our wealth and we began becoming lazy to sacrifice our lives, our wealth, and our time for the sake of the deen of Islam. It was then Allah revealed this ayah. Allah revealed this ayah saying to the ummah, وَلَا تُلْقُوا بِأَيْدِيكُمْ إِلَى التَّهْلُكَةِ They don't let this wealth of this world distract you from your real purpose of life. Why have we come into this world? Iman versus materialism. Yes, Allah hasn't forbidden us from the wealth of this world. Allah hasn't forbidden, forbidden us from being wealthy. But what is the test? The test is that does this become our main focus? Does this become our concern? Is my mind only in wealth? Do I measure 
real prosperity only in wealth? It's a question to ask ourselves, myself included. Do I consider myself as a successful man? I made it in life because I have wealth. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling. That yes, have as much as wealth as you want. But that wealth is a test. As much as poverty is a test. As much as an enemy is a test. That wealth is also a test. Does that wealth lead you to your destruction? Allah is saying, وَلَا تُلْقُوا بِأَيْدِيكُمْ إِلَى التَّهْلُكَ O my Ansar, O Sahaba, O Ma, don't allow that wealth to captivate you to such a point that you lose track of what is your real purpose in life and where you are going to in the hereafter. As a result, you yourself have bought your own destruction. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this incident of two men. And by way of this incident, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala highlights this fitna, this test of wealth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَضْرِبْ لَهُمْ مَثَلَ الرَّجُلِينَ Give them the reciters of the Qur'an, the Quraysh. Everyone, give them the example of two men. So these were two men, Mufassirin say, according to some, they were friends. According to some, they were relatives. Whatever the case may be, they were business partners. They had a thriving business. After some time, they decided to dissolve their partnership and they went their own. One was a believer and the other was a disciple. So the believer took his wealth and he spent his wealth in a part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, most of his wealth. Whatever little he had, he continued living a basic, simple life, investing his wealth in a year. And the other partner, the disbeliever, took that wealth and invested it first. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the wealth that this person had. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says جَعَلْنَا لِأَحَدِهِمَا جَنَّتَيْنِ That we granted one of these two friends, we granted them, we granted him two orchards. The, this, the Quran is highlighting already the first mistake we make when it comes to wealth. Focus on the words of the Quran, Allah said جَعَلْنَا We granted him جَنَّتَيْنِ two orchards. So this is the first mistake. The wealth that we have, that wealth is not acquired by our own acumen. But it is only and only the gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who grants that wealth. When a child is in the womb of his mother, Allah has already written his rosy. Allah has ordained that this person, no matter what he does in his life, this person will only have this amount of wealth. And he cannot die, he cannot pass away. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, just as moth follows you, your rosy also follows you. You cannot die just as we understand that we can only pass away when we have completed that seconds that Allah has written for us. Likewise, a person can only pass away when he has completed the rosy which Allah has written. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu once was on a journey, stops at a masjid to perform two rakats of salah. There is nobody there to look after his conveyance, no place to tie his conveyance. He sees a person, he tells a person, can you look after my animal? I want to go and read two rakats of salah. The person says, yes, no problem. He goes inside, performs his salah, takes his time. As he gets up to come out, he makes the intention in his mind, this person helped me. Let me give him something as a token of appreciation. I'll give him two dirhams, two silver coins. When he comes out, he sees the person is gone and his saddle is missing, but his animal is there. He realizes what happened, mounts his animal continues on his journey. As he passes through the marketplace, he sees his saddle hanging up for sale. So he goes to the shopkeeper, he says, this is my saddle. He says, no, I just bought it now. A few minutes ago, someone came and sold it. So Sayyidina Ali radiallahu asked him, how much did you sell? How much did you buy the saddle from that person? He says, I paid him two dirhams. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu commented, this person Allah had written for him that today he will earn two dirhams. But he wasn't patient to receive the dirhams in a halal manner, thinking that I will steal, I will rob, I will cheat, I will do this. I will make more money. At the end of the day, he only got 
that amount which Allah has. Ja'alna li ahadima jannatini min anab. Allah says, we grant two orchards, min anab, vineyards, grapes, hafafna huma binakhr, date trees, ja'alna baynahuma zara'a, crops growing, baynahuma fajarna khilalahuma nahara, streams flowing through those two orchards. وَكَانَ لَهُ ثَمَرٍ Ibn Abbas says we gave him every type of wealth. Whether it was horses, homes, vehicles, men, women, whatever it was, we gave him every. Now his poor believing friend comes to visit him. So this rich, this believing friend tells his believing friend, come let me take you for a tour of my orchards. وَدَخَلَ جَنَّتَهُ وَهُوَ ظَالِمٌ لِنَفْسِهِ He says to his friend, مَا أَظُنُّ أَن تَبِيدَ هَذِهِ أَبَدًا that you are wasting your time believing in a thing like the hereafter, believing that there will be a thing like Qiyamah, this world will come to an end. Let me tell you, these things are here forever. Nothing will happen. It will never be destroyed. Ulama explain, Allah is subtly explaining to us that sometimes as a result of that wealth, we may not be saying it on with verbally. But Allah protect us. Let us question ourselves. Am I behaving in the same way? That as if this wealth will last forever. That that same Allah who gave me this wealth in the flesh of a second can take it away from me. Am I behaving in the same way? That I don't believe that there's a thing like Qiyamah. Qiyamah is not going to come. Have I forgotten Hisab? Have I forgotten standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and giving an account for each and every cent that I own? Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Abdurrahman bin Aw, Abdurrahman, I was shown Jannah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed me that we all entered into Jannah. But you, Abdurrahman bin Aw, one of those, Nabi in this world already gave him glad tidings of Jannah. But he said, Oh Abdurrahman, you joined us much, 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 much later. And when you came, you were perspiring. You were wiping your brow, the sweat of your brow. When I asked you, what happened, oh Abdurrahman? He said, I was delayed because I had to give an account for each and every cent. So ma abada. This is the test of wealth. This person said, I don't believe, I don't think there's a thing like Qiyam. And then further he says, Wala ila Rabbi. And if you are saying, according to what you say, my friend, that there is a thing like hereafter, then I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Because if in this world, I was favored so much in this world. I had so much of wealth, so much of profit properties. I lived such a comfortable life. I'm not worried. Because it means, it means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is happy with. It means I'm a good person. It means that I'm doing right things. The mistake that this person made, success, acceptance, he based it on the condition of his material wealth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us in the Quran Sharif that this is a mistake that many people make. So he said to his friend, it means in the hereafter, if in this world I was given so much, it means in the hereafter, I will be given much, much, much. Because Allah has given me so much already in this. Time has run out, respected elders, elders and friends. Very quickly to recap. As I mentioned, this surah, surah Al-Kahf, has a special correlation between fitna. There's a special link between the surah and fitnas and tests. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned, highlighted four tests in the surah that each and every person will be faced with. He will find himself, on one hand, his iman. On one hand, this challenge. Sometimes it is environment. Sometimes it is wealth. Sometimes it is knowledge, sometimes it is power and position. And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has warned that the fitna and test of this ummah is in wealth. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us with iman. May Allah grant us the realization of the reality of this world. And may Allah make us, make, make us pass these different tests 
with success and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant success to our brothers and sisters in Palestine and in Gaza. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rain upon them sabr and steadfastness to pass through this test. Winning and losing is not losing the life, not losing property. But a loser in the court of Allah is that person who fails the test of Allah in this. And the winner is that person who wins the test of Allah in this. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for each and every one of us. Ameen wa akhiru da'wah. Allah wahdahu la sharika la wa nashadu anna sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa ala alayhi wa baraka wa sallam. Ma ba'ad fayai wa nas wahidullah fa inna tawheed ra'su ta'at wa attaqullah fa inna attaqwa milaku al-hasanat wa alayhi fa inna sunnata tahdi ila al-ita'ah ومن أطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى ياكم البدعة فإن البدعة تهدي للمعصية ومن يعص الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وعليكم بالصدق فإن الصدق ينجي والكذب وعليكم بالإحسان فإن الله ولا تقنتوا من رحمة الله فإنه أرحم الراحم ولا تحيا فإن الخاسرين لا وإن نفسا لن تموت حتى تستكمل رزقها فاتقوا الله وأجملوا في الطلب وتوكلوا عليه فإن الله يحيو ودعوه فإن ربكم مجيب الداعين واستغفروه يمدي أموالي وبنين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وقال ربكم ادعوني يستجب لكم إن الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم دار بارك الله لي ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعني وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين استغفروه له هو الغفر الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله ما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته أجمعين ورد اللهم عن الخلفاء الأربعة الراشدين أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن سائر الصحابة أجمعين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر المجاهدين في فلسطين وفي كل مكان اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم كن للمسلمين عونا ونسيرا اللهم احفظ جندهم اللهم أهلك عداءهم كما أهلكت عادا وثمود عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال تعالى فاذكروني يذكركم واشكروا لي ولا الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم ما يوياك نعبد وإياك نستعين الصراط المستراط الذين أنعمت عليه غير المغضوب عليه ولا الضال سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهد والذي أخرج المرعى فجعل أن أحوى سنقريك فلا تنسى 
إِلَّا مَا شَاءَ اللَّهِ إِنَّهُ يَعْلَمُ جَهْرَ وَمَا يَخْفَى وَنُيَسِّرُكَ لِلْيُسْرَى فَذَكِّرَ فَعِكْرَى سَيَذَّكَّرُ مَا يَخْشَى وَيَتَجَنَّبُهَا الْأَشْقَى الَّذِي يَصْلَى رَبْرَى ثُمَّ لَا يَمُوتُ فِيهَا وَلَا يَحْيَى قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ تَزَكَّى وَذَكَرَ اسْمَ رَبِّهِ فَصَلَّى بَلْ تُؤْثِرُونَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى إِنَّ هَذَا لَفِي الصُّحُفَى سُبْرَى اللَّهُ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ لِمَنْ حَمِدَ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ مَالِكِ يَوْمِ إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينُ اهْدِنَا الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمَ صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ وَالْغُضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا الضَّالِّ إِذَا زُلْزِلَتِ الْأَرْضُ زِلْزَالَهَا وَأَخْرَجَتِ الْأَرْضُ أَثْقَالَهَا وَقَالَ الْإِنْسَانُ مَا لَهَا يَوْمَئِذٍ تُحَدِّثُ أَخْبَارَهَا بِأَنَّ رَبَّكَ أَوْحَالَهَا يَوْمَئِذٍ يَصْدُرُ النَّاسُ أَشْتَاتًا لِيُرَوْا أَعْمَالَهُمْ فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَى وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ قَالَ ذَرَّةٍ يَرَى اللَّهُ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ لِمَنْ حَمِدَهُ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله 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 الله